This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. <laughs> uh, Turn it down. Let's yeah. go. Medium. There Medium. we go. Okay. Long night, man. Long night, Kel. Almost done, Kel. Almost, almost, almost done. Just an hour left. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Draft Wrap-Up Show. Let's go. Another draft is in the books. Crazy stuff could, they could still theoretically buy in. happy. They can still they buy can still in, man. Buy. You know, bull, bull. Let's get another bull, bull going. No, the Denver Nuggets take three players today in the in the draft. They made trades over the course of the last two weeks, and they end up taking Julian Strother out of Gonzaga. They take Jalen Pickett out of Penn State. They take Hunter Tyson out of Clemson. Uh, that one was a real surprise. I'm not going to lie. It was a draft of uh, of at least two of these I thought were a little bit of surprises. But um, the Hunter Tyson one, quite the surprise. Whoa. Help me break it all down, though. I've got Brennan Vogt. I am so stoked to be here because when, when stuff happens <coughs> in Nuggets land, what would you rather do than hop in the studio, break it down with the fellas? <laughs> what, a treat. what a treat, man. What a treat. Over here, I got Harrison Wind. Oh, three draft picks to break down tonight. We didn't know if they would take all three picks, but they did for a second straight year. For a second straight year, three guys. Yeah. And then over there, Superstar Dev. I was in a spelling bee one time, <laughs> and they made me uh, study all of these words. And then the question when I went up there was not on the list that they gave me. <laughs> yeah. That's what this draft <laughs> was like. <laughs> like you did all this research. Yeah, we, all these we people failed this landed, draft. Not one of them hit with three different opportunities. <laughs> we really it's failed crazy. tonight, man. <laughs> well, we all took the same guys. That was probably a mistake. We could have spread out our, our cards. <laughs> we wouldn't have got it. We, yeah. we definitely it. would not have got the second two. I'll I was so close that. with Kobe. That was going to be the upset of the night, bro. You wow. were so close. Only one pick away, which I don't know if that means you were close enough. I don't it, I don't know if it does. I don't um, let's start at the top, though, guys. I think when it's all said and done, actually, when it's all said and done, when the dust settles on all of this, I think that we're probably, for the foreseeable future, going to be talking about the Julian Strother draft. I just think, even though it was 29, 32, 37, guys all kind of bunched up here, I think that's the headline easily, full stop. And, you know, even though he wasn't on the list for us personally, I do think he's a pretty intriguing player. Oh, man. He's really intriguing. Um, so break him down for us. When give us give us some of the overview highlights here that you feel kind of uh, make his game. Well, I mean, the first thing you got to know about Julian Strother is he's a shooter. He's one of the best shooters in this draft. Shot forty percent last year on six attempts per game. Played at Gonzaga in like a pro style NBA style offense around Drew Timmy, around a lot of other really good players. Um, so 
He's a junior as well. He's going to be NBA ready. And I think that's one of the themes of this draft for Calvin Booth and the, the Nuggets. Last year, they went defense with Christian Brown, Peyton Watson. This year, they went offense. Yeah. Like all three of these guys are more offensively inclined players, especially Julian Strother. He's a great shooter off the catch. He's a great shooter off of movement. He's a good cutter off ball. He's a high IQ player who knows how to play and fit in a system. He's a kind of sneaky good rebounder as well. Um, so he's a guy who's NBA ready, more NBA ready than a lot of other guys they could have taken at that spot. And he's exciting. Like, he, he can be a weapon for Denver, you know, pretty early on in his career. So you break down some of the stuff here. I mean, if you were to just list off his top talents, you know, right off the top, shooting is number one. Absolutely. I think, I mean, and he's a great shooter. I think he's going to be one of those guys that immediately could walk into an NBA game and make open shots reliably. Like, you put him in a quarter, you put him on a wing, you run him off some screens. You can count on him to be great at that. I think the part of his game that most people are talking about second here is probably his floater. He's got a pretty elite floater game, and you think about you can't just be a shooter in today's NBA. You've got to be able to like punish that. Otherwise, guys just be all right. We'll put somebody to babysit him, and now it, you know we've erased that threat. But he can be very decisive, very quick, getting into the paint. And then he's got that floater. As I'm like texting different people and just asking, like, "Hey, give me some, give me some intel on him." The floater, like, "Hey, man, this guy just makes the floaters a mm -hmm. lot." That makes you uh, a lot more dangerous because if they run you off of the three point line. Can you hit a mid-range shot? Can you um, slash and, you know, cut into the, the, the teeth of the defense? And with the deadly floater, it just makes you um, dynamic um, because yeah. you have to choose which one you're going to try to take away. And then he has size. Um, so I think that that's a perfect combination. And you don't see that often, a, a three and float guy. Like, you just never <laughs> right. hear of those type of guys. Um, yeah, but I just think that that, like, Defenses are going to have headaches trying to slow that down if that translates to the next level. Right. Then you got to go into the next thing for him. Good rebounder. 6.2 rebounds per game is like reminds you of Jamal Murray, who's a very good rebounder from, from the guard spot. He does work. I mean, he's six foot six. He's got a six nine wingspan, so he's not a small guy. By he's a tall shooter, like yeah. a tall shooting guard. You know, um, but the rebounding part, not all tall guys contribute boards. Six rebounds per game is an awful lot, man. To me, that's the third wheel of all of this. When you talk about, we'll get to the, his defense and different things here and there. But it's just, can you do, I mean, I know one of Calvin Booth's big things is, does do you do stuff? And shooting is comes and goes. You have hot games and cold games. But the ability to be like, no, this guy rebounds, and that's a consistent thing for him to me is huge. It's also how he can fit into that second unit's identity while also being a departure in what he right. adds, right? A shooter for a unit that, in theory, without Jamal out there, doesn't have one. And the rebounding is a big part of their identity. You get stops first, you rebound, and you run. Now, I know he's not the most prolific defender, but he's not small, and he can grab a rebound. And so he fits into the identity that way. And as we said on the draft show, that second unit, it needs a shooter. It needs an option, some sort of offensive pop. So... You know, it might be unfair to say, can he do it right away? We'll find out. But this is a guy, I think, that can add the shooting and thanks to the rebounding, hopefully cannot be too big of a departure from the identity. Yeah. Yeah. He had seven games of double-digit rebounds last year That's at wild. Gonzaga. Seven games of 10-plus rebounds. He had 14 rebounds in a game against Kentucky. Two of those against games— Against Kentucky? 
Two of those seven games came in the NCAA tournament, first round against Grand Canyon, and then um, against UCLA as well. He had 10 That's rebounds. a big game. Big game. So, I mean, yes, he does get on the glass. Yeah, just a tenacious de- defend. I mean, sorry, uh, rebounder. But that I think that's what makes <coughs> him so unique. He can shoot the three. He gets the floater, and then he's a rebounder. Mm-hmm. As a shooter, like, if the shot's not falling, can you do something else? Yeah. He shows that he can do other things. There are weaknesses to his game, but those are those are strengths that you could use um, on nights when things aren't going your way. So that just bodes well at the next level. I like the fact that he, you know, Gonzaga coming from a program, you know, a place that has an identity that – that runs continuity, you know, type stuff. You know, you're gonna have to be able to think. You're gonna have to be a smart player. You don't just walk in there and oh, sure. he's got tools, so we're just gonna sure. throw him out there. A guy that's backed up NBA players and Suggs and Kispert before, so it's like, you know, he's gone through the steps of being a a, a solid player. And I gotta say, man, with Denver, the NBA is weird. And that for the longest, that was all, you got to go young. You got to go young. If these guys get old, you miss out on the upside. And I do feel like there's a little bit, the NBA game is getting smarter. I think it's, you need, like, dumb players have a harder time breaking in. So this idea of coming in polished, especially on a championship, you know, reigning NBA championship team, it's like, no, man, we don't want guys that we have to teach him, okay, here's how you cut, man. Here's how you don't clog the spacing. No, he has all of that and ready to go. And I feel like... You know, he's a guy that is as ready-made as you're going to see, I think, out of this this class of players. Yeah, for sure. And one thing Calvin Boots said right when he became the Nuggets general manager is, like, I need to maximize Nikola Jokic's (laughs) window to win championships. They've won one championship, and now it's about how many can you win. And to take a guy like Julian Strother who's a veteran in terms of college, you know, a junior. He's played in a lot of big games. He's going to be NBA ready. You look at the two other guys they took who we'll get to, they're NBA ready. So that was the theme of this draft, in my opinion. <coughs> one, one for sure. One other one for sure. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not sure I can say all three are going to be well, like. We'll, see. we'll I mean, find the out. The third guy's 23 years old. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> see. Um, but I think that was the theme of this draft. Shooting. Offensive guys who can jumpstart the bench unit potentially this year and down the line. And also just putting talent on this team that's going to prolong the Nuggets championship window and, and extend it and keep extending it as far as possible into the future. There's something really interesting to me about we're going to we have these experiences to try to understand Calvin and we have our interpersonal relationships with him and what he'll say to us. But there's. It's like Tim, right? Then you watch them work, and you, and you sort of paint your own picture. And we felt like we had a really firm understanding of what he was trying to do last year. And I think it's really fun that in some, in an obvious way, offense to defense, it's so different one year later. And part of it is probably because they feel like they hit on a lot of those pieces. You know, Christian, Peyton, KCP will still be there, hopefully Bruce, but not holding our breath. And so it's just interesting to see him go from last year. It was so clear. We need defenders. We need wings. And it's pretty clear here whether he's right or wrong. He's telling you we need we need shooting. We yeah. need shooting on that second unit. Also makes you wonder if maybe you know they look at free agency and think, do we have enough defensive guys already? You know, last year you pick a couple defenders. They had a deficiency of defenders. Denver needed to add defense, they and they ended to. up. So yeah. the players they added, it made sense. And even with Peyton Watson, you know, you 
I know one of the things Calvin said on this show, as well as he said in, in his pressers, is with Wings in particular and Peyton Watson in particular, it's so hard to find that mold of player. The fact that he didn't take another 1-1 one, one, does make me think that he feels confident now that they have the pieces either coming back, added to the team, or in the pipeline, a la a Jack White, a la a Peyton Watson, obviously. Oh, for sure, way, yeah. The pipeline matters, right? Like, even if none of these guys sniff the court, you've still, at some point, there's going to be some turnover here between these vets and then Vlatko and Zeke and down the line. I, I think Denver, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, what's Yoke's long-term future look like, how long we'll be here. Nobody knows that. Maybe it's four or five more years. Maybe it's 10 more years. I think both can, to me, seem equally as likely of, of possibilities that can happen. And when you plan, either way, though, you plan and say that the window should be open for a while here. So when you start drafting these types of players, you might not even be thinking about next year with all of your drafts. But you do have to think about the year after that, the year after that, and the year after that. And I think that's kind of what even this pick represents is a guy that you look at and say, hey, man, uh, I think the Nuggets are hoping that Strother is going to be a guy who contributes and plays real minutes here, if not next season, certainly in the pipeline for the next. And here's one thing I like about him. You mentioned the 14 rebounds. I like looking at players' peaks. He had a 40-point game this year yep. at Portland in January where he shot 14 of 21, including 6 of 9 from 3, 40 points. Uh, I'm sorry, 8 of 12 from 3. 8 of 12 from 3. Good it was Lord. It was the most threes he attempted and made, but 8 of 12, he had a game with six threes, a game with five threes, um, and a bunch of games over 50% <laughs> shooting. I just like, I mean, 40 points is not easy to do. Especially in college, man. In college, <laughs> yeah. in college, I mean. Yeah. yeah. In the NBA, it's kind of easy. Yeah, it's but. super easy in the NBA. <laughs> in college, that's tough. That's tough. So, yeah, he can he can get really hot. And And to go back to your previous point, do I expect any of these three guys to play a lot of minutes next season? No, I don't. Strother's the one guy who could break into the rotation a little bit here and there, but, I mean, he's not going to be playing more than Christian Brown did this season. That's just unrealistic to expect that. Um, but it, it, I, I do think this draft was about building up the pipeline, just putting more NBA-ready guys just in in the ether and so you know going forward you you got deeper you got guys you can go to down the line yeah you talked about that timeline when it comes to Jokic and like building that on that window with these type of picks you're not at all looking at how they look with the starters you already have your core you oh, already yeah. have your group you're saying how does it fit around that um do they have a score off the bench do they have a defender do they have these other pieces um so I do think that he checks off you need a shooter. You need someone that can space the floor. You need size. And he answers all of those. Um, he doesn't have to be able to just shoot you know, lights out and play a lot of minutes right now. But can he learn? Can he um, get better over time and then slowly become a piece? He answers yes to all of those. So that is a great pick there. And it's clearly the pick that they wanted. All right. And then I love the two little details here. One, he gets drafted and immediately posts the Denver Nuggets jeans uh, video, which is just kind of like 
I don't know, shows a little personality. Yeah. I will say, man, we joked about this because Dev has gone super viral twice now with the Denver Nuggets jeans. It really yeah. is the most popular cultural point of the Denver Nuggets to most Which people. is like cool and also really sad at really the same sad. time. Yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> really, that's the part about it. It's so long. But I do like that he showed his character. Like he yeah. showed like yeah. I can joke around. I can have fun. Um, Mr. And Nugget he didn't just come straight into this and just say like, I'm going to work my ass off and I'm ready to come. Like he, he did show like I could be a, a culture piece that can be fun, especially to a group like this that doesn't have a lot of that. We've seen more of it now that they've won a championship, of course. Um, but like going into it, like guys aren't like that. So I do think that that's fun for him, um, especially coming from Gonzaga. I didn't have high expectations of Gonzaga players. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I'm shocked. You know who does? <laughs> Paul Klee of the Gazette. Oh, man. Love who, who lo he's, a, he's a Zag, and he yeah. loves his Zags. And Played I just, golf for him. I, I had to call out this tweet. And no value judgment, just because it's awesome. Hard to remember a better draft pick in Nuggets history. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're the Right, best. a close... You know, a close first next to the 41st pick in yeah. the Um I will say, though, the guy really can shoot. And oh, is... And is kind of a consistent shooter. He played 37 games last year. In 29 of those, he shot 40% or better from three. Yeah. Almost every game, he shot 40% or better from the three-point line, including, and what I love, too, about it is that, you know, he had some big-time scoring games in the tournament. In fact, I believe, if I'm looking here, his third highest scoring game of the year came in the in, in one of the tournament games. Right. And then on top of that, if we all remember that great UCLA game, that was probably the game of the tournament or one of the games of the tournament for sure. And he's the guy that hit that game winner. Back yep. and forth game with <coughs> some guys making some big time shots. And he was one of them. Let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get to the other picks. Ooh, Amani Bates finally won. Amani Bates finally drafted. There you go. Where's he going to? to? Cleveland. Cleveland. All right. Man. Man is right. Um, guys, make sure to check out the American Raptors. They play at Infinity Park. And make sure to subscribe, download the DNVR Rugby Podcast if you want to catch up and stay locked in with the rugby scene across Colorado, across Rugby Town, USA, across the entire country. He shoots over every double. <laughs> check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. He keeps you locked in on rugby. The American Raptors, if you don't know about them, they're... Colorado's rugby team. They play at Infinity Park here in Glendale, Colorado. Glendale famous for some other things this year, but they're they also are famous Strip for clubs? rugby and the American Raptors. Tickets are just ten dollars. Children That's twelve and under there, right? he was, are free. He was, yeah, I was watching Raptors. American Raptors. Okay, <laughs> if you can't make it, all the American Raptors games are streamed on ESPN Plus. Make sure to check out the American Raptors at Infinity Park. Also, make sure to check out Kind Love. If you don't know what Kind Love is, it Pot. is the first dispensary in Colorado. One of the first dispensaries. Have you tried it, Harrison? Of, of course, man. So good, dude. Of course. I'm going to do some tonight. Established in 2010, known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Um, they are our go-to spot. They should be yours as well. Um, they are known for a lot of things. One of them... <laughs> is the turbo joint mm. the turbo joint groundbreaking technology 0.7 grams of whole bud combined with 0.3 grams of i don't want to interrupt you harris turbo <laughs> keith <laughs> i uh i hung out with ryan green last night we checked out the turbo joint oh did turbo. you 
turbo. It's can like you Nas confirm the, the, the turbo aspect of it? I can't speak to the technology. I can speak to the result. <laughs> turbo. There you go. Make sure to, to visit one of the kind love stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR. Get the exclusive DNVR discount. 25% off all kind love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. Visit their website, kindlove.com, for the full menu and online order. All right, back here, segment two, DMVR Nuggets podcast. And the second pick that Calvin Booth made tonight, Calvin Booth in the Denver Nuggets front office, was at number 32, second round pick, and they take Jalen Pickett out of Penn State. Calvin Booth, obviously a Penn State alum many, many years ago. And now he goes Go back to his alma mater, alma mater and takes Jalen Pickett. When give us the breakdown. Well, Jalen Pickett is a... 6'3 guard, 6'4 guard, depending on where you look. 6'4, according to that card on the TV screen there. He is a fifth-year senior who has played in a ton of college games. He started his career at Siena, played three years there, played the last two years at Penn State. He started almost every game, 142 out of 144 games that he played in college, and he does a little bit of everything, man. 18 points per game last season. He shot 51% from the field. That's pretty rare for a 6'4 guard. You know, to shoot 51% from the field. He shot 38% from three, 76% from the line. He's a good shooter. He also averaged seven and a half rebounds, 6.6 assists per game. <laughs> he fills up the stat sheet. And if you watch Jalen Pickett, he kind of plays his own style. Uh, he plays what people call booty ball. <laughs> Kyle Lowry? Where he pl- he has little Kyle Lowry, Andre Miller, Chris Paul in his game. By the, by the way, apparently hates that name. Hates it. <laughs> How can he hate it? I, apparently he's booty like, man, ball? I feel like what I do is cooler than that. Actually, I could see that. I could see it. Can you imagine being like, a D1 player? Yeah. That's booty ball. <laughs> like, man, like, I'm trying harder than booty. that. <laughs> like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually can see why he hates that. Yeah. Um, but he was a consensus All-American last year at Penn State. Made the All-Big Ten team. Made the All-Big Ten tournament team. Like He was a big-time player in college. And I mean, like I said, he fills up the box score. He had seven games of 10 plus rebounds, three games of 11 assists last season at Penn State. There have been two career triple doubles in Penn State basketball history. One was by Calvin Booth. Love it. Was <laughs> the, it blocks or assists? That's a good question. The other probably was blocks. by Jalen Pickett last season. I love it. That was probably assists. That was definitely assists. <laughs> and rebounds. Um, what's the what are the knocks on him? He is not like an NBA type of athletic, right? You know, versatile point guard. He's kind of a throwback. Mm. He really is, at least from what I can tell. I mean, one of his comps is Mark Jackson, which we're going like really far <laughs> Which back. is a crazy comp to have yeah, like, really for a crazy. guy in this year's draft. Uh, Andre Miller, I think, would be the more relatable comp, and I actually see it. And, you know, in between our little break from being live and going here, you make, make a couple phone calls, a couple texts, try to get some intel. You know, here's what I hear. You know, the Nuggets feel about him. First of all, maybe the smartest player in the draft. Wow. Let's start from there. One of the smartest players in the draft. So this is a guy that has a really great basketball IQ. You were talking about why you ask why, you know, where are some of the knocks or this or that. I think some of this is just he's so unconventional. You know, he does things that are really, really valuable. <laughs> Actually, 
one kind of comp you can have, and it's not a perfect comp because this is not a one-to-one. But, you know, we talk about the Bruce Brown mold. What's Bruce Brown? Very abnormal. Very Six unique. Four. Six foot four, same height. I'm being serious about this, same height. But, I mean, the whole thing is if you said Bruce Brown, well, what is he? Is he a point guard? Well, not really. Is he a shooting guard? No, he's not a shooting guard. Is he a small forward? No, he's not that either. I think you get something similar here. Um, so are you saying he could be the Bruce Brown replacement? Potentially. The chat said he's more like the Reggie Jackson replacement. <laughs> he's more like the Re- I mean, look, obviously. I don't even early, know if that's fair. First of all, early funny. on, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the value of having a championship team is course, all of yeah. these guys have to prove themselves, you know, yeah. kind of go above and beyond to break onto the court next season or, or what have you. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think with Pickett, that's what, you know, he's a very, very unique player, a la the same way that a Bruce Brown is. And I think you're betting on, well, we're a unique team. And we might be able to use this guy's skill. First of all, sm- one of the smartest players in the draft. I love that. I love that, too. I mean, for me, that's a that's a great starting point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything about him is just unorthodox. And I think that that's why it's hard to just peg what he's going to be um, in the NBA. You don't know if he's a point guard. Like, you know, he has the ball in his hands a whole bunch. But he also can play off the ball. He also rebounds at a high level and is a playmaker. Um, so he's like one of the only players, like in NBA, I mean, sorry, in college history, to have seventeen, seven, and six um, while shooting fifty percent from the field. Like that's tough to do. And then also, you're getting drafted from Penn State, which is not a basketball school whatsoever. Um, you just talked about Calvin Booth and him being the only ones. And how long ago did Calvin Booth play? Like Penn State's just not known for that. But he he got them, you know, to start winning games um, and, and playing the right way. Also, that booty ball. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just, that. it's, you can't say you hate it if you really do play that brand of basketball. Like, you know, like the, the dribble, get into a guy, you know, break them down off the dribble, get them on your backside and then just work, you know, its way. But also the Jamal Murray, like uh big guard, like you, you want to put people that are smaller than you, you want to put them in a mismatch. You're going to do that a lot. And he does that. Um, they have the back to the basket calls on him. Because he's so much bigger, so much stronger, and you want to see if that translates at the next level because he is going to be going against backup point guards. They are going to be smaller than him a lot of the times. Um, so d- can Denver operate off of that? Can he play make off of that? Um, it's just a lot of unknown with him, but he does have um, you know, intangibles that you can just take. Um, I love the assist-to-turnover ratio. That's just something I just... Well, first of all, some more notes here. Great passer. One person says, genius passer. Mm -hmm. And another person tells me, you're going to love the way he orchestrates... A college basketball person tells me, you're going to love the way, knowing my style, you're going to love the way he orchestrates an offense. He's in control, super smart, incredible delivery on his passes, and just like runs things like a true point. And again, it's almost funny that... The point guard position is the one that's there's so few true point guards. And why is this guy considered an anomaly? In part because he's a bit of a true point guard, an old school point guard that he runs your offense. There's it's going to be a weird point off what you just said. There's a tiny bit of a David Roddy comp to me here. And I know they're very different players. But what I'm getting at is if you could pick (laughs) one of their skills and say it translates more cleanly to the NBA they each might have gone higher than they did. Mm. Now, Roddy ultimately went in a good spot. But it there is something to the, okay, he plays this position, but he's not so much the modern version of this position, right? That it's, you're going to slide. But that's a different question than, are they a good player or not? Right. And so I'm really interested to see how creative, patient Denver is with a guy like this, <laughs> how willing they are to lean into his unorthodox strengths. And then I think there's this hope that, 
clearly an, an identified guy by Calvin, a guy he wanted. There's the Penn State connection. Obviously, Calvin's not the coach, but the guy drafting him, maybe he has a very firm understanding of what these unorthodox strengths are, how to be patient with it. And again, not all of these picks have to play next year. Denver is facing a bit of a, it's time to reload this pipeline. Like two to three years from now matters too, even if your focus is the immediate future. The things that pop to, I think, most fans, and even to most analysts, are things like shake, you know, like, oh my God, that guy got to his step back and his sidestep and broke these guys down, right, right. dunked it right over him or whatever it is, you know, the athleticism and these things. And I think with him, like, I know we were joking that a lot of people are texting, like, this looks like a YMCA run or this or that, or, <laughs> you know, where they're watching him, everything looks kind of slow. But I think that is part of his game. He's a in-control player. So he plays, Andre Miller, same thing. You watch Andre Miller, you're probably thinking the same thing. Like, this dude yeah. looks more like a rec player than he is a guy. But again, I just think it that it's that mold of player. I kind of like it. It's called New Andre Miller. I kind of like branding him that way. Uh, he's one of my favorite nuggets. And then you want to the highs. We did this um, for Strother. High last season, 41 <laughs> points. Wow. So 40 for Strother, 41 for Pickett. He had a 41-point game against Illinois, so like not like it was just a nobody team. Uh, he went 15 to 20 from the pit field, including 5 of 9 from 3. So his three-point shot, uh, question mark, is he a reliable three-point shooter? A little bit of a streaky one. He has some games uh, this season. He had a 5, 5 of 9, 4 of 8, 3 of 4, 3 of 6. So he knocks him down sometimes. I don't know. Then that's an area where maybe he can get a lot better at. And then when you look at the assists, yeah, multiple games with 11, three games with 11, a bunch of games with 9, 8, and so on and so forth. So I would say with this guy, I'm intrigued. Sure. Hey, man, they drafted a player in 2014 who was the the smartest player in the draft, and he turned out pretty well. So pairing Jalen Pickett. A, might be Jokic. Is that, our, <laughs> is that what we're doing? You know, also, the well, other, it wasn't Joffrey Laverne. I'll tell you that. The other <laughs> thing you can do with three go. picks after winning a title is miss two of them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just take your guy, and we'll see. We'll find out together. But I think this is a fun... You know, you put him right away in that kind of summer league tier of very curious. Oh, very man. Curious. Actually, let's go with the take right now. Summer league MVP. Uh, he might be a summer league baller. Like you're talking about. First of all, who shines in summer league? Point, Point guards. Because they have the ball in their hand. <laughs> Guys that don't turn it over and get what are supposed to go. The Nuggets, theoretically, are going to have Colin Gillespie and uh, Pickett. What both. a backcourt. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Summer League champs? Are we going to have Summer League champs? Two <laughs> point guards? If we could two low-mistake point just guards? Just go back-to-back -back championships? If we could go back and trace our takes, there's nothing we're more consistently wrong on than Summer League. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to be a fun team, you guys. And then they're like, <laughs> zero effort. Three games like, in, you're like, right, I hate this. What are we doing yeah. here? Uh, he did play for five seasons. He played for Siena for three. He goes to Penn State for two of those seasons he did have i know advanced stats especially in college can be a little wonky he had a 10.9 box plus minus last year wow it's pretty massive yeah, that's insane i mean he's he's 23 years old you know like he's an older guy so of course the game um comes a little bit easier to him like uh, but denver takes a chance on him and you will take a chance on an older guy when you've just won a championship um, when you need a backup guard and you just want to just take a look at how that looks. So I, I do think that they were – this was a strategy. Like, hey, we're going to take a chance. We're going to take a real chance if we're going to do that, and this is one that they did it with. And then you look at it, one of the things I like is, you know, he's got the accolades. He's consensus All-American. He was All-Big Ten, mm. um, All-Big Ten tournament. 
Then he was all Mac three times in the Mac conference three for three years. He was all Mac three times player of the year. One of those years, all tournament. So this was a guy who, you know, those are awards that mean you had the respect of your peers. You know, you're in your conference and it was like, no, even in our conference, that's a guy that we have to, you know, we have to kind of uh, say gets it done. So I don't know. I'm intrigued by this pick. You know, I'm just intrigued by it. And, you know, if Bruce comes back and he gets a year under Bruce to kind of like kind of learn the ropes and this or that and see where the pieces fit in, you never know. Bruce is like, here's what you do. You drive. You don't hesitate. And you yell at them. Yeah. I mean, in 2017, the Nuggets drafted Monte Morris, who, you know, was an experienced, decorated college player who, you know, was one of the better point guards in the country. And that worked out pretty well for them. Yeah. You know, a couple of years after that, he was one of the best backup point guards in the league. Another thing about maybe this guy Pickett can follow a similar path, and he is older. And I will say he's got a, a adult body. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like sometimes no, you get the like, dress. What, what like, kind of adult body? Yeah. I would say a man's like over, body over forty or under. 40. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got. I'm just saying he's not a guy okay. that you're gonna bring in and be like, all right, we need eight months. Like Felipe, make him <laughs> yeah. some mashed potatoes. Try to get some you know weight right, on him. Right, like, right. No, he's gonna come in like ready to compete. Physically, sure. I think Make I think really really quick. Potatoes. He's got. <laughs> so what do you feed guys to put some weight on him? Sure, man. Some old taters. Um, he's got. He's got some guns. I'm not gonna lie. You guys seen the pictures? He's got some guns to him. Are we on male form corner? We're oh, on male form. Baby. I'm not kidding when I say like booty ball and <laughs> with some guns. <laughs> Hold on. You know, I'm not kidding. He really does remind me of Bruce physically. He looks like Bruce. He's kind of Bruce. You know, Bruce has some guns to uh, him as well. Is he a golfer too? He might be. I'm just saying. Uh, there are only six takes on draft night. <laughs> there are only six takes. We've man. run through them all. Let's start over. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, I like these two picks, you guys. I like them. I'm actually pretty. I'm pretty in. I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I don't like this next one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to be convinced. Um, if you're watching our draft show for the last four hours that we were live, you huh. probably heard a lot of commotion in the bar. It wasn't all just because of who the Nuggets were picking. It was because of Volo Grady Sports. Dick's suit. They were just hyped up. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was because of Volo Sports. Everybody that plays Volo Sports at City Park, which is just like two blocks from the bar, comes over and just hangs at the DNVR bar every Thursday night. Every Thursday night. Volo is the largest social sports company in the United States. They have leagues in every sport that you could imagine, in every location in Denver that you can imagine too. Lodo, Rhino, Uptown, City Park, The Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, DU, Englewood, Nevada, Aurora, Northfield, and more. If you didn't get in and sign up for a team uh, for Volo Sports for the summer, it's all good. You can sign up as a free agent. They've got a monthly membership program, $20 a month, minimum three-month membership, or $200 per year. Uh, so if you missed your chance at the May Leagues, get the Volo Pass. Start playing in the leagues as a free agent today. Make sure to use code DNVR10 for $10 off volosports.com slash Denver volosports v-o-l-o sports.com slash Denver so if we oh yeah yeah also at Illegal Pete's this episode of the DMVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's it's your go-to spot this summer they have the longest happy hour around 3 to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 Illegal Pete's locations 
Uh, Stop by Illegal Pete's on Nuggets game days. Wear your Nuggets gear at any Illegal Pete's location and grab a house mark or draft beer for free with the purchase of an adult Andre. Andre, not Andre. Uh, Wear your Nuggets gear again at any Illegal Pete's location. Get a free house mark or draft beer with the purchase of an adult Andre. Alrighty, back here, segment three, DNVR Nuggets podcast. We are talking about the NBA draft. So we just went through the two guys, both guard slash guard wings, you know, <coughs> um, perimeter guys. Now you get one who's a, more of a straight wing, maybe more on the bigger side, and that is Hunter Tyson out of Clemson, six foot eight, two hundred fifteen pounds. All right, Wynn, give us the details. Yeah, Hunter Tyson. He looks to me like your classic stretch four shooter. And he was a shooter at Clemson. Another experienced guy, which is a theme of this draft from Calvin Booth. He was a fifth-year senior at Clemson last year. He played five years of college, 140 games under his belt. And he was a career 36% three-point shooter in college, but he shot 41% from three last year on six attempts per game. It's a big number for college. 84% from the line. So this guy's projects as an elite shooter, you know, coming into the NBA, average 15 points a game, almost 10 rebounds a game as well in 35 minutes. I just envision him as, you know, your classic stretch four in the NBA. Mm. Little athletic too, can get offense in a variety of ways, not just from three, but I think that's where he's going to make his money in the NBA. Um, But yeah. A stretch four type guy. That's how I see him. All right, let's start from the top here. One of the reasons, like, it's funny the different prejudices you bring to the table. He looks like, uh, he looks like, um, what's Don't say it. I can't say it. I actually forgot his name. How do I Tyler forget it? Oh, Tyler White. I forgot a guy who played for the Nuggets. I can't be. Oh man, the perfect. owl. The owl. He's got the orange jersey. You know, Clemson. It's Syracuse. The colors of his school. It's, it's like, hilarious. The same like measurables. Yeah, like there's at a lot least here. they played man to man at Clemson. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think. Um. So I think there's that is probably part of the baggage that is being brought to this guy. And let's be honest. You know, I didn't scout <laughs> this guy, so I. You know, I'm learning about him on the fly here, but, um, you know, shooter plays hard. Like, this is the intel. You start to make the phone call. All right, what's the deal with this guy? Rebounding is a big thing. I mean, the Nuggets really value rebounding. Oh, yeah. And I think rightfully so. All three so. of these picks, man. All three of these picks can rebound. And I just think that it's this idea of you're going to defend as a team, but everybody's got to rebound. You know what I mean? Like, we're going we're gonna to force you in. We're, as a team, we might not have all the best defenders, but we're going to do our thing to kind of force you into shots, but you only get one. We're not giving you anything else. And so he's a guy that, again, that was the intel. As you start poking around, what, what is it you liked about this guy? It was like, look, man, plays really hard, rebounds like crazy, just like gives a ton of effort, and then he's a great shooter, you know, with, with length and with size. Yeah, you know? I think that last year um, we knew that he wanted the, the size, the length, the defense. This year was about shooting. He wanted some spacing. He wanted guys that can knock down the open shot, and he gets another guy that could open, uh, knock down the open shot. Also, this is one of the older prospects, you know, that's in the draft again. So he went with <coughs> that age um, as well. The Tyler Lydon like comparison that really does make this hard because. I think that would be okay if his name would have just been somewhere around. He's not wearing that jersey in. It's just the orange jersey. It's really everything else just made it like okay. Oh my god! I've seen this before, and it really did not pan out. Um, (laughs) But if you go off off of like 
everything else like you do need shooting you need size you need a great rebounder um you need those backup options that can do those things especially off of the bench that you could throw in there um and there's a reason that we were super high on like zeke naji who does he he you know checks off all of these boxes as well so um i think if you just don't think about the, t the light and you're like okay this one I could convince myself around. You're right, and they're really not the same player, but just since we're doing it, Tyler Lydon, 40% from three in college, 7.5 rebounds per game. <laughs> I will say, hey, this is more rebounds than, you know. Hunter Tyson rebounder. did go for 29 and 10 against Syracuse this year. <laughs> Take that. Uh, uh, you, have, you have early impressions here? Uh, I mean, like, I'm not holding my breath. Also, by the way, it's not just because of this guy and the Lydon joke. It's... Where's this pick 37? You're right. I mean, it's the 37th pick. So it's just, we've seen the, these picks matter. You don't right. throw them all out the window. And it's not just Jokic, even the Monte stuff. That matters. So I'm not. But my expectations are low for anyone taking 37th, especially when it's the third guy picked on a night with three picks. So listen, man, here's, here's my biggest draft take. Everything we knew coming into this night mattered until tonight, and now it doesn't. And so... Not that this isn't this is a fruitless exercise. It's just something I feel is worth reiterating. Like we'll find out together in summer league. You know, we we've got these 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 blocks of who they <laughs> will find out in summer in summer league. league. And then, then we'll know for sure. And yeah. then the rest of their careers. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, yeah, we're we, mostly we, at summer league. You know league. what? We won't learn shit in summer league. Let me take that back, dude. Everybody was so out on Christian Brown at right. summer league. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Except for me, I loved because he got because he did the thing that we that he was scouted to do. He got like five steals a game. He was incredible. Look, but my point being is is shot. my point. Being being is like who they've been to this point factored into when they were drafted and now it's irrelevant right and yeah. so all of these guys i had some very um soft takes i had coming into the night and whatever they were like forget them you know we'll find out together and i'm sure that the nuggets front office put more work into their scout than i did <laughs> look here's my take my overarching take on the draft. Oh, we can do that next segment if you want. Oh, okay. oh shit. Sorry, that was my bad. That's through my bad. These guys. I, I didn't All check right. the rundown. We can, continue. we can give Hunter Tyson his okay. whole full segment here. He's a new nugget. Oh, you got more on Hunter Tyson. Yeah, go do you have go more? ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping you guys were going to help me. Clear the floor. Uh, well, I went right to the big picture. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought we were naturally we there. All, that's we me. all had so that's much we could do here. I thought we were there. Well, I only had the... And it is a little more big picture here, but it is... You know, two guards and then one guy in the front court, you know, a little bit more of a front court. I, I really do just think the Nuggets are building up a ton of depth. And you look at, they're going to be able to carry 15 guys into their lineup. Their starting five is set. They've got Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Vlaku Chanchar, Zeke Naji currently off of their bench. That gives you nine guys. Um, if you do get Bruce Brown, that gives you 10. And that also gives you a very natural starting five backup five that ha not saying they'll be there all year but you probably would pencil that group that i just <coughs> mentioned in as the second stringers and then you go to the third stringers which at the moment would include pickett strother and perhaps tyson so if bruce comes back and if no other players are traded you're actually looking at only two open spots and it would basically be a center and another forward as the only guys so well, are you counting these guys regular roster spots I mean, we'll find out if either of them get two. I'm ways. sure one of them is on a two. And they've You're got sure? the they've got the three two. Ways I would have to think. Yeah. I mean, okay. Either way, you do have the, the call. It is we're going to be one of the two ways. You're not putting Hunter Tyson on the roster, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be. A, I'm just seriously, sincerely asking. <laughs> oh, man, I hope he balls out. Yeah. What if he's amazing? By the way, I don't care. I don't know anything. My my only point is, it, and that was part of it was to say, what is Denver doing? What are they building <laughs> right. here? 
it is clearly a third string that features multiple uh, positions. So it's like it's not like you have a bunch of guys here fighting for all the exact same thing. It's like, hey, we're yeah. casting a net, and we're hoping that we have something here out of those guys. So that was my last Hunter Tyson one. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I don't know his game very well at all, so I'm not going to be able to have like super strong takes about him. But he is a guy that just to me is like, hmm, looking at the profile and saying. And then the last thing about it is, you know, he really rose, I think, in the postseason, like lead up to the draft. You right. know, I think he's a guy that impressed in workouts and they got invited to the combine a little bit and later and then went pro, and maybe man. did this or that. Yeah. So he's a guy that I guess you would call you said a late bloomer. I think the late bloomer part is less even about the four year college career and well, more about the last six months. Quick tangent. They told me I would be a late bloomer. Really? <laughs> they were like, there's going to be a second yeah. growth spurt. <laughs> Maybe you get it. When you're like 21. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Just, just tell me. I'm, just let me know. Just let me know. Let me down easy early. If we go through the highlights real quick, 31 was his season high. He had that against NC State. Go Wolfpack. He also had 15 rebounds in that same game against NC State. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. we had a monster <laughs> game. Uh, he had th- 31 15 game against NC though. State and got a win. So, uh, shout out intern four or five from, uh, from no the name. three point line. You don't get a name. Um, it's I don't think he played uh, Wilmingham. Wilmington? Think, uh, Wilmington. <laughs> Did you say Wilmington? <laughs> Hoppany, New York. <laughs> All right, let's take a break on the other uh, side. Big picture takeaways oh, from the draft. Finally. <laughs> I'll sit this other one side. Up. Big Thank picture God. takeaways. Uh, FOCO. Uh, FOCO. F O C O. Pronounced like Fort Collins, not spelled like Fort Collins. No, no relation. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They got a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have a ton of Nuggets championship gear in stock to celebrate. Nuggets bringing oh, the first they won? NBA championship. That's why none of this matters. Why are we actually. talking about the draft? Yeah, yeah, we're we talking about the yeah. we're actually above this. Pull up some yeah, draft. We're so above it. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's pretty tight. <laughs> Foco, they've always got our back for Colorado sports. They have yours, too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. So go to foco.com for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. Also got to throw in a DraftKings pick of the week. And Ooh. I have no idea what to pick. Just take the nuggets, bro. Should we look at some futures? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take the nuggets to win the title. Of the week. Take yeah, the nuggets to win week. the title as the DraftKings pick of the week. I would I would take summer league champions if they even offered it right now, but not yet. The Nuggets future, they're the co-favorite. All of a sudden, yeah, but, oh yeah, Boston. I mean, they got the the unicorn. Well, yeah, when you had Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Yeah, when you got your Chris Stapps. Man, Nuggets plus four seventy five to win the championship next season. Uh, they the are were going away they plus two fifty to win the West. Oh, they had Porzingis. We, we should probably put them on the level with the Nuggets. So I'll take that as the DraftKings <laughs> pick of the week. Drafted Nuggets at plus four seventy five. Celtics plus four seventy five. Then you got the Suns, and then the Bucks plus seven hundred. Are the Clippers anywhere? You, hey, you guys are joking though here about the draft. Though I will say one thing, man. Ed, God bless them. But watching our PHNX guys lose their mind over the last... I, it really was... This was the most smug I felt. Who did the Suns take tonight? I don't care. Draft. I don't did care. Did they pick
52. Oh, man, they had 52. 52. Did they get a Who they take? Do you know, Nick, who they took? It, it oh, yeah. <laughs> the, draft the draft is still, still going still on. Going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right at pick, Somebody pick took Chris Livingston. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, but it was, honestly, I was the most smug I felt was when it was like they felt like they had won the offseason like three days after the parade. And I was just like, man, it's so dope to win the actual trophy. And not the theoretical <laughs> Oh, trophy. my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, plus, plus you know what's even better than ever. that? Is right before they win it, Zach Lowe comes on your show and gives you two additional titles. Oh, two titles. I love that we're forcing Zach into this. Um, he didn't do that. Um, he didn't do that. No, but it really was like, you know, again, they're our friends. They're our homies. But Espo, for the last three years, has done the, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> Suck it, Denver, or whatever. And, like, got to do that one again. And I remember being like... <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? They, they took kind of Tumani. Oh, I saw that. Camera. Tumani Camera. That's kind of a cool I name don't have a scout That's on That's a cool him. name, though. It is a cool name. From it Dayton. is a cool name. All right, let's do Dayton. some big picture right. takeaways. So, this is our second data point on the Calvin Booth draft cycle. Um, let me start with you on this one, Dev. What's, what's your big takeaway now that you see how, how it all shook out? My biggest takeaway is that Calvin Booth is a madman. We do not know what he's going to do. He's a live wire. Um, he has a vision that we will never know. We will not be able to guess that because this is so much different than his last draft. But the thing is, there's a specific thing that he's going after in each draft, and that's what they want to answer. So um, while I don't think anyone had these as like mock drafts, like any projections had any of these players going there, but this is the vision that they wanted and that they had. Um, and I think that that's just wild to think about. And I'm excited to see if, if they pan out. Yeah. yeah. For me, the theme of last year was defense, obviously. Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, two bona fide defenders. That's who they were at the draft. That's, you know, how they project to be as players. The theme of this year is offense. And, and they picked three guys who their best skills are on the offensive side of the ball. And, also three guys who are experienced and pretty NBA ready. And to Dev's point, like the three guys Calvin Booth took this year, it's pretty opposite to what his approach was in the last draft, other than Christian Brown, who who was pretty NBA ready. But just the skill sets this year, pretty opposite of what the skill sets were last year, the guys they drafted. And I think if you're just digesting this draft, the number one thing is you've got to trust what Calvin Booth did. You have to trust the picks he made because if you did last year, that worked out for you. And he does have guys that he loves. It seems like these were the three guys or three of the guys that Denver really wanted tonight. Right, right. They did take three picks when a lot of people thought they wouldn't. And you got to trust Calvin Booth's scouting and his decision-making on these because – it seems like he might have nailed the two picks last year. So he can't just draft defenders. Right. You no, know, going forward, Calvin Booch is going to take the guys he thinks are the best picks at those spots. They don't have to be defensive first guys. That's what he proved this year in the draft. Yeah, yeah, one trait I'm comfortable attributing to him is decisiveness. He's a decisive GM. He knows the players he wants, yeah. and he knows his strategy. He could give a shit about a mock draft. The mock draft is irrelevant, yeah. and it's not... Calvin Booth, year to year, and they've been different each year, but so far, year to year, he has had a very clear strategy. 
that as analysts I appreciate because we can we can trace it pretty clearly from a distance. He's also not shy about telling you, but it's really clear that he's decisive in, no, these are the guys that I like. One more thing, there's a bit of a bridge. Yes, it's a flip from defense to offense, but I am noting as we do this show that all three of these guys are good defenders at their, uh, rebounders, excuse me, good rebounders at their position, which is obviously an important element of that second unit. So yeah, it's a bit of a zag, but it's not a full departure from who they've been and who they want to be with that group. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look, I'm, I, to me, you go in with just a completely open mind. I mean, the idea of, you know, <laughs> taking defenders last year, so you get a little bit of shooting, you get a, you, you get guys. I mean, the first two guys in particular, Pick, uh, Strother and Pickett, I just, I'm very intrigued by. I'm excited to go home tonight and really try to start digging into the film and get to know these guys. And then obviously uh, to keep digging tomorrow and make some phone calls and to figure all this stuff out. To me, you know, like I, I did this a little bit in the last segment, but Colin Gillespie is a guy that we've looked at and said, you know, what is he, you know, where does he fall on the depth chart? What's it going to do? I think one of my first early takes is if I were to handicap it right now, is Pickett a guy you just have ahead of Colin? I mean, Colin, first of all, is a two-way player. I think he was on the two-year two-way. Didn't he sign the two-year two-way? Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie did. So I feel like next year he's a two-way guy. Well, Pickett is probably going to be just a regular roster guy. Mm. And I think that even just kind of looking at the mold, you know, who knows? Those two guys will get to battle for an opportunity. But I look at that and I go, I just wouldn't be surprised if Pickett might even be the guy that's, you know, ahead in the picket, uh, the pecking order. (laughs) (laughs) Pickett order. Yeah, (laughs) potentially. That is so hard to think about just because of the mold. You need a backup point guard, a true point guard. You don't have that at all. But they're like, Jamal is not that. He's like adjusted to that, but that's not what they want. Murray's um, a modern day point guard. Yep. Yeah. And it, and goes, it also and goes away guard. from the modern day. You know, like yeah. Colin Gillespie is a small guard right. um, that does not want to score every single time, although he did, um, you know, his senior year of, of college. But like he's coming back from an injury. Um, this is a big summer league for him. Like, sadly, like this puts him in a, in a spot that he actually Colin. has to put it up. Yeah, as a as a two way that got to stay with the team for the entirety of the year because of the injury. Now it's like put up time. So there is a, a real opportunity that this guy can come in and take a spot. Right. And and the thing about Pickett is, you know, if you lose Bruce. Or even if not, if you don't lose them next year, but you use them the year after that, you're still looking at guys like Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Chan, Char, and Zeke. You know, you're still looking at those guys that are potential long-term fits or what have you here, especially Christian and Peyton. But those, neither of those guys, maybe Peyton Watson projects to be a creator a little bit. Like maybe he adds that to his game. But Christian Brown, I don't think is a creator, and I don't think he ever will be. Can yeah. he attack yeah. closeouts? Yeah. Yes. Can he make secondary passes? But you might need a setup guy and pick it just hearing, hey, the way he orchestrates an offense, that might be a solve. They might be looking at that second unit and going, we've got the Jamal stagger, but if we don't do that, where do we put it out to make that unit, you know, coalesce? And maybe they look at Pickett as a guy that can grow into that. Grow into that for sure. Right. But I think if you're looking at next season and you do lose Bruce Brown, you did not find There's his no way. replacement tonight. There's you, no way you, you're counting you, on the you rookie. You probably Absolutely weren't finding not. it in the draft anyway. Right. You probably weren't. Um, Colby, maybe, but to the larger point. Yeah. No, I, I mean more as the development of pipeline. Like sure. maybe, maybe you're looking at, okay, but as this thing rotates, Christian Brown's going to be here, Peyton's going to be here in the year after next. And they're not setup guys. You yeah. need a setup guy. I like yeah, that they got sure. a ball handler. I do. I don't uh, think he's ready to go right away, but 
You you need some. And then you add Strother there, who is a guy who maybe they are counting on, or or maybe not counting on, but maybe they are hoping that hey man. I don't know about playoffs. You start to talk about they ran an eight-man rotation through the playoffs this year. Is he going to be one of the top eight? Probably not. But is he a guy that maybe they can count on to go and provide some shooting and to play? Like, I'm just intrigued by that guy a lot. I really like his game. His jumper's great. And pairing him with a lineup that maybe needs a little backcourt spacing, you know, like, what, 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 what's so nothing, funny? Nothing. Keep going. No, I'm, I'm with you, Dev. Did I do something? No, you're no, good. It's not you're you. Good. Keep going. Um, on Strother, to that point, he... Bring something off the bench right now that the Nuggets don't have out of anybody coming off the bench. Like, they don't have that knockdown, spot up, quick. And, and Strother has, like, a really quick release as well. It's like, it's like a defining point of his game. But they don't have that knockdown sniper off the bench right now. Right. They, they don't. also don't have much wing depth. Like yeah. I think yeah. that that is actually big to think about. Um, because they do have other spots that they still have to fill with the backup option, but they need a, another wing and a serviceable being a, a wing, especially behind Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. When he's not on the court, you need another guy that can also still space the floor, that is still dangerous, that still gives you that same type of gravity um, that he would give you. Um, and he's not going to step right into that, you know, right now, but you have that in your back pocket and you can hold that. And I think that that's what they do there. Yep. The, the other thing that's just so interesting is if you look at the ages, you know, the starting lineup is a veteran starting lineup now. The youngest guy on there is MPJ, who's really been three full years. But MPJ is no longer a young player, you know, right. next year. Yes, he only has three full seasons, but he's been in the league now for six going into next season, even though he only played for three. But he's just not a young player. Christian Brown's young. Peyton Watson is young. Zeke Naji is still young. I don't think Vlatko Chanchar is. He's like different. I think he's a vet. Established. He's established. Pickett, Strother, Tyson, Colin, and maybe even Jack White. That's a lot of youth, man. That's eight players. A 15-man roster, and eight of them would be considered young players, with Zeke being the most senior of those guys. Yeah. That's a lot. I think we're going to see some real vets added. It might be the same guys brought back, you know, re-upped. But that is, for a championship team, that is a lot of youth. Can I give you guys a really quick hard left? Sure. <laughs> the 76ers just said, because we're in the, the, yeah, the, the, signing the part, undrafted right? signing part. They just grabbed Arkansas guard Ricky Council the fourth. Ricky Council has two older brothers. They are Ricky Council the third and Ricky Council the second. No way. That's <laughs> not how that works. I that is think. not how it works. <laughs> Man, that is, that's like George Foreman, though. I'm not sure if that's true. Brian NBA tweeted that, our guy, but um, I like that. I just think that's funny. Okay, sorry. Where were we? Um, we were wrapping up the show. We can oh, go ahead okay. and hit that outro music. Um, a fun draft, though. A fun draft. You know. Hey, what? man, they picked three guys. That's fun. Hey, <laughs> have you figured out when is, is Calvin Booth allowed to speak on any of this? I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's about to have the presser down yeah. at Ball Arena. I don't know what he's going to talk about. None of these trades are official. I mean, you saw it during the draft. The Nuggets are picking for the Pacers, picking for the Thunder. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, there you go. Um, man, the, the Nuggets PR not going to be happy with the two-person turnout at Ball Arena tonight for the uh, for the presser. You can confirm it was only two? <laughs> well, they should. They should just get everybody that was in the parade to go up there. <laughs> I think it was two. Guys, we're going to be back again tomorrow with a brand new episode rounding out the week. Hit that like button for us on the way out. See you next time.